Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. Woolen Chop, Brown Ale. And today, I am so excited to have on a 38-year-old from Brantford, Ontario, Canada. A staple of the Brant County Golden Eagles and the Western Michigan Broncos. He dominated the Southern Professional League with the PD and Twin City Cyclones and was named to the All-Rookie Team and amassed 220 points in 212 games played. But he is best known for his NART or North American Roller Hockey Championship in Fort Myers, Florida, and the subsequent party after at the Lonnie Kai. And he is also known for hosting some of the most electric college parties in Western Michigan history. Welcome to the podcast, Daryl Moore. Brentorium. Thanks. Thanks for having me, bud. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Um, honestly, you should have been one of the first episodes, but I thought I'd have to build up a fan base uh, so you, we get a lot of people to listen to this, you know? I probably have quite a few years of dirt on you there, Brenty. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, this is how we know each other um, is what I get into <laughs> first, and I it's hard to even start here but I guess the first time I met you was when I was a budding roller hockey player in Elmira I went to Team Ontario tryouts and you and a couple other kids from Brantford showed up with like real roller hockey pants and you guys were so much better than us at roller hockey Uh, but then I ended up making that team and uh, that's when I ended up getting to know you for the first time was roller hockey for Team Ontario right? Oh yeah, the good old days of roller. There's a lot thing. of roller, man. I've honestly kind of forgot how much roller I played. Like that's what we did instead of spring triple A, right? Oh yeah, man. Travel around and live the dream. Yeah, we good for the mitts. It was and uh, like the four on four open ice and when hockey was all big guys back then. Um, and uh, yeah, like it was it was kind of more fun for us small skilled guys to go out and play roller, eh? Oh, it was unbelievable. Every other shift, it's not too cold. You have to show off the skill. It was awesome. No shoulder pads. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and we had a pretty famous coach the one year. You know how into roller hockey Daryl and I were we were junior B hockey players about 16 years old, middle middle of the season, and we said, you know what? We're taking a week off. We're going to Vegas to play in a roller hockey tournament with Walter Gretzky, right? I think that's the only thing that got us a free pass on that one was Wally, for sure. I'm surprised the Shuriken, looking back on it, I'm surprised I decided to do that and that the, the team let me. Um, 
roller hockey must have been a big deal to like when we were trying to get scholarships and stuff to just take off to Vegas for a week with our old dads. Eh? Yeah, that was kind of hard to believe when you look back on it. We had like a brand new coach too. I was like, all right, sorry, we're out. <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I was a rookie on the team and it was, yeah, I remember it. And then it was a fun trip though. Um, it was a fun trip to Vegas. And my story of Walter Gretzky at that tournament was uh, when they were automatic showers and um, he always like, he'd always say, cleanliness is godliness and he'd always be picking up the tables and he walked into the shower and they were automatic and he got soaked and he was he, he that really scared him eh? do you remember that <laughs> oh yeah i don't think that was the first time well, what a great guy for wall he was he was he was always there right he'd stay and just say hi to every last kid in the rink that wanted to talk to him well yeah when you go to vegas like every kid wanted to talk to him and take a picture with him. And he had time for everybody, didn't he? Oh yeah. He would sit there. He would stay after our game for two, three hours until every person got to meet him. Yeah. Um, not make him like that anymore. That's for sure. No, he was a beauty. Um, and uh, I guess uh, there's a lot for how we know each other, which it'll all come up in your hockey career too. So I don't know how much we talk about yet, but um I would say one thing that's came up, well, ice hockey we should talk about here. So Junior B, we played against each other. Um, wasn't long after Team Ontario. And um, you were a scorer in the Junior B League like myself. And then uh, we both get scholarships to Western Michigan University. And we're, we're uh, I guess you could almost call us roller hockey stars, right? We were getting recruited by teams in Atlanta that would pay for our trips all over North America, right? Oh, yeah. Great trips. I can't remember what we were called. I don't remember what the team was called either, but um, was was there a cool shots? No, that... Cooler Selects, maybe? Cooler Selects, because I think that's what the arena's called, is the cooler, right? Derek Nesbitt episode, shout out to him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those um, are great. they'd fly us all over well that's our first taste of the Lonnie Kai right was with with the Atlanta boys right I believe so yeah I remember pulling up there I had never been to Fort Myers I don't think and um we uh like went up into the hotel with our new team and just met a bunch of random dudes all having beers and having fun and uh we were on the beach of fort myers and everything was paid for eh? yeah i think when we walked in and said hey guys didn't they have a bathtub like full of beer and ice full and i was like wow we picked the right team to join for free Uh, yeah, that and uh, the Lonnie Kai was a great time. Bathtub full of beers and the beach right there, eh? Oh, you can't beat the Lonnie Kai. Many, oh. uh, many a good nights there. Yeah, they're a podcast favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have spent some time there, haven't we, Daryl? Yeah. You're kind of the reason I ask everybody about the Lonnie Kai is because of all the times we spent there. Okay. Other ways we know each other then is uh, we, I guess we both get scholarships to Western Michigan and um, I guess we lived together for four years. Daryl, wasn't that fun for you? Oh, Brent. (laughs) It's hard to erase a lot of memories from freshman year. (laughs) It was a great time. (laughs) Um, I got traded to Elmira 
Yes. No, I, I can't skip over that is uh, oh, yeah. you, you got traded to the Elmira Sugar Kings for the playoff drive. And um, like you, there'd be times you'd stay at my parents' house, but um, yeah, we almost won it there together. Eh? Game seven on the road. We lost. The thing I remember about that was, I think we went back to Elmira and had a few beers, but you woke up the next morning and put your, your championship ring on from the year before. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough loss. That one hurt. I know. It still hurts. Um, yeah, that sucked. And then uh, I guess that's as close as we got to winning anything in ice hockey together because then we went to Western <laughs> Michigan together for four years and we're roommates, right? We won that life there, Brent. Don't we did. Me. We had the most fun, did we? Some of, yeah, the most disappointing hockey years were some of the best life years. So You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Inter- well put. Um, okay. Before we move on then, <clears throat> um, I thought long and hard about whether or not to bring this up. And I guess I will, because I'm going to, I'm going to tell a tale before we get into your career. Um, the other way we know each other is that um, I've drank your urine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Right. The old, the old dorm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, do you want me to tell the story? I guess it's my story to tell for this one, and then we'll get into yours. So, folks, <clears throat> the Burnhams at Western Michigan University, the bathrooms, bit of a hike. You know, you got to wake up in the middle of the night, get out of your loft, crawl down, walk all the way to the bathrooms on cold tile floor, maybe in your flip-flops. By the time you get to the back to bed, you're awake and you know, it sucks. But when you wake up in the middle of the night, all you want to do is piss and go back to sleep. So our freshman year, yes, we did. Okay. We peed in Gatorade bottles. We did it right Daryl. We did. But then we come back sophomore year. Nobody's peed in a bottle. We're grown ups now. Nobody's doing that shit anymore. And we've been there maybe a week, maybe two. It's, it's right at the start of the season kind of bender. Right. And um, I wake up in the middle of the night after a real fun college night and I was dehydrated I saw a yellow Gatorade bottle and I was like wow jackpot brand new yellow Gatorade bottle and I grabbed it and just slammed it (laughs) every time I thought of it for the next week that first golf and then I realized what it was and it was so you it was fresh man it was warm still yeah that was not the best dorm room ever but that was you you definitely were dry heaving a lot for a week but I, (laughs) I think we all were though that was rough oh man yeah that dorm room by the end of that year was so disgusting we were using textbooks just to be able to walk through to the back room uh chris frank and a couple others asked i had was already gone before you guys moved out of the u club so they asked did we get our deposits back oh i don't you know what i think i closed it up i don't remember i highly doubt it i highly doubt it too but the i guess the rumor going around is we got our deposits back and nobody can believe it I kind of believe that to be true because the maintenance man, you remember that guy? He was he was fond of us. 
I don't remember what his name was, but we did have that giant hole in the wall that was filled to the top with beer cans. So right. I don't know how they give us anything. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, things got carried away there after um, senior year there. Um, <laughs> right? Um, anyways, but yeah, we were roommates for four years and that I, yeah, that story of uh, the dorms, I'll never forget that story of drinking your urine. It was quite the time. Um, and a couple of years we spent with Stretch and Yance, former Potter Stretch. He was an early episode folks. Um, but th that was some good times we had at the U club, eh? Four of the fittest, most athletic hockey players to ever <laughs> play in division one. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man the diets we were on were not it wasn't even that like during the season we really didn't drink um much at all the only times we did was when you'd win at home on a saturday and you'd get a green light right like it wasn't like we were partying during the week but when we would go out we would really do it right <laughs> we had a lot of yeah lost time to make up for it yeah so. a lot of a lot of college time that we never got to have fun with <laughs> eh? <laughs> Yeah, we definitely made the best of our opportunities. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We put our best foot forward when we could. Um, okay, next question. Where and what are you doing now? And do you got kids? I didn't know that answer. <laughs> yeah, so now we're in South Line, Michigan. Me, my wife, Holly, our two boys, uh, Mason and Ty. They're nine and six. They're both playing now. Full ice, Ty's playing his full ice, uh, first year of full ice. Full ice at six? We don't do that in Canada. Yeah, it's um, AAU. He was doing learn to play for the last couple of years, but he just, want, you know, the younger brother, he wants to be the same as his big brother. So he wanted to play on a team and and get all the, the matching gear and everything. So he's doing pretty good with it. But the younger sibling usually has a little more speed and power because they're always trying to keep up you know with big brother keep, yeah keep up or defend themselves when getting beat up and all that right, right. <laughs> um so do you do any coaching with them or no i help both both kids basically just on the ice at practice because okay. i'm a physical therapist in sports medicine now so i don't i can't get into all the logistical duties of head coaching in michigan it's insane Right. And isn't it expensive there? I think everything's expensive here, but yeah, I mean, we got probably like four to 600 a month for each of them for ice. You pay per month. You don't pay for the season. No, not once you start getting up closer. Cause Mason's nine. So he'd be, they'd be going for AAA next year. Huh? I just came from running a practice here in town and there's these skates they do before tryouts. So if any kids didn't go to hockey schools or anything, you got to give every kid four skates before you start tryouts. So I think I had four, I don't even know, 40 kids on the ice or something. It was, it was mayhem, but we got through it. We, I, I, the kids seemed to have fun. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just getting into the whole hockey season here. Colby's tryouts start next week. So big time. Boy. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, physical therapist now, 
are you not like a doctor of physical therapy? Yes, you, you've always loved the doctor. I do. That you, you're a doctor now. My, my college roommate from the U Club is a doctor. I do find that interesting. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah, not what I expected, but after playing, you know, five years in the minors, it's like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life now? And that was one thing I was always interested in. It's another way to kind of stay involved in the game. So do you do athletes a lot? Yeah, I'm at a very unique uh, sports medicine place in Novi. So we do. I've worked with quite a few of like USA development kids and we get a lot of NFL guys, Olympics. We had a sprinter. We have some snowboarders. We have some pretty cool clientele. So that's fun. Yeah, you would went through school for a long time for that, though. I remember like it was, geez, it had, it was a long time after university. You were still in school. Yeah, it took, it was three years full time. So that That was was, after your minors career? Yeah, yeah. So five years and then came back, did, decided to do that. That was three years full time which was one month after Ty was born. So (laughs) (laughs) we we had to grind it out there for, for a little while, but as you know, now time flies. So looking back is well worth it to do something you enjoy. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Well, yeah, good work getting that done, becoming a doctor. (laughs) Uh, that's, that's hilarious. Okay. What's it like growing up in minor hockey in Brantford and, uh, with the whole Gretzky thing, right? Like the, the, the roads are named after Gretzky. Like what's it like growing up in Brantford? For me, it was probably, I wouldn't have even known until looking back now, but I mean, I was always obsessed with Gretzky growing up, uh, you know, the rink I played, at was the Wayne Gretzky center. So that was pretty, pretty cool, but yeah, I always watched everything he did. His whatever team he was on, that was always my favorite. The worst story I have about that is probably the only practice I ever missed growing up. Wayne Gretzky was at the rink that day, so like my whole team got to meet him, and I have actually never met him. So and you're from the same old town, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Daryl. It was, it was a sad day as a young lad, you know, Brent? Well, it sounds like you're still not over it. <laughs> no. How could you be? <laughs> I, I know. I've never met him either. I would like to. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, how do you get into rollers so hard? Because you were into it before me. We just played a lot of roller growing up, like just road hockey, essentially. We all got rollerblades and we'd play every day pretty much in the summer. And then all of a sudden Branford was coming out. They were starting a league, just like a local house league. I think there was one other city at that time that did it, Niagara Falls maybe. And so we started that, played a couple games. I think the next year it got a little bigger. And then after that we went, my team was one of the first ones to go for Narch, and it was in Chicago at the time. I think it was like 96, but 
yeah, we showed up and they're all, I mean, you know what roller hockey unis look like, right? Like you, they're usually pretty fancy looking. Oh yeah. The pants and the, yeah. Oh yeah. The jerseys are flashy. Yeah. And we showed up all with our hockey pants and the tournament that's like against the rules. Like you had to have kind of like roller pants. So we all, we had to go to Walmart and we all wore black sweatpants <laughs> for the first tournament just like you were saying when you came out for team ontario so yeah we learned the hard way as well but that was the first big one we won that one and then it just took off from there yeah like it was uh it was a pretty big deal is it still a big deal do you know so mason ty played the last couple years just state wars but it's just not as i think it's like the training that kids are going through for ice hockey nowadays is like year round. It's insane. So I think that's part of it. Everybody needs to be playing hockey all the time. So now you don't play other sports, but like, I don't know, man, inline really helped me. And I know it helped you. Like, I I don't know. Like, how do you, how is that not still a thing? Right. (laughs) Well, that's why I, I kind of, not force it but i suggest it and try to get some of the other kids to do it but like you'll hear a bunch of coaches and dads over there and they're like no he can't play roller hockey it messes with their skating it messes with their skating i'm like yeah but the improvements that you get as a player and being able to see the game are you can't trade that in no shit very well put um i agree it makes you see the ice better and it yeah but um, okay. No. Yeah. I, I was interesting because Kitchener Waterloo also started like the house league roller and that's how I got into it. And then it, there was competitive teams from there. Right. And then we eventually meet and then we did well in those team Ontario tournaments. And then all of a sudden we're like getting <laughs> recruited by teams. And yeah, it was, it was quite a ride there back in our, our like, yeah, we kind of realistically folks, if you listen to this, this fellow right here is basically the guy I grew up with, right? Basically, are we spent summers or our lives together from like we would spend summers together from what the time we're fourteen? I can't yeah. even remember how old we were. Yeah, fourteen probably. And then you spend four years as roommates at Western Michigan on full rides together. It's very strange how it all worked out. It's, it is odd when you think about it. Better not think too deep, folks. Thresher, Belgian whip here. <laughs> Uh, okay um so you uh work your way up in Brantford minor hockey um to uh making the junior b team eh and they always sucked oh yeah well I think they were it was a new team probably like the year before I went and like I think we were both really young weren't we like 14 when we I think I started playing junior B. I was 15 turning 16 in November. Okay. I think like I got called up and played a game when I was 14 and then tried out 15. That sounds right. Yep. Just cause I was, I mean, I was young, but it, I didn't, I wasn't going to do midget or whatever age we were at that time. But, and then I just ended up making it just like, it wasn't very awesome, but it worked out. We ended up with some good players and, we were able to at least show off some skills and get noticed, but yeah, we didn't do so hot. So when did you get 
recruited by Western Michigan. Were you um, with Brantford or was that when you were with Elmira? Did you already have the scholarship? Yeah, I was with Brantford. So it was, yeah, that last year, right before the All-Star game, which I think we were both supposed to be in, but I separated my shoulder like right around that Christmas time, I think. So then I went to the all-star game to watch you guys and Colhane was there. And then he offered me the scholarship at that game when I was in the stands in a sling. But yeah. And then after I got that, it was basically how I got the ability to get traded to Elmira. Right. And it's crazy that like us as roller hockey line mates that like go to Vegas together and then go to this Atlanta team and like that, uh, our ice hockey paths now cross and um, like you're going, you're a score in the junior B league. I'm a score in the junior B league. And then they recruit both of us. And then the sure Kings Elmira trades for you for the playoff drive. Like that's a, it's quite the web we're in. <laughs> it was kind of like just funny how it all worked out always it was never forced or you know like it just all happened it all worked yeah and uh so then who recruits you and like how does that all go down were there any other schools involved or how do you pick western i did go on quite a few recruiting trips more like smaller schools like union things out there and then you go on the recruiting trip to Western and then it's pretty much game over. Yeah. Who do we, who did they play? Was there a game? There was a game. I, I have no idea. Maybe I, f- I find yeah. that the kids that, because I used, we used to take out most of the recruits. Right. And um, I found the ones that got to see a game in the home crowd. Um, that was it. Like that's what really hooked them, right? If they just showed up and saw practices and then talked to us and then left, it's like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that was exactly what got me was that home game. It's like it's an electric ring. It's a fun barn to play in. Yeah. No, it's it's cool spot, eh? Yeah. Neat. One of the hidden gems of college hockey. <laughs> you could say, right? Well, you could. Um well, uh, so I don't, do we want to talk about, uh, the sugar King run or no, I don't think so. We've talked about it on here before and it sucked, right? <laughs> we lost yeah, game seven. We lost. Okay. Good try. Let's talk more about Western Michigan then. So then, uh, these are some notes I've written down. <laughs> if what you choose, what you want to talk about the Burnhams, um, you were around when I met my wife, you know, you've been, you were there from the start of all that. Um, the cafeteria, I just wrote yacht stretch and me, uh, the U club parents coming running. Um, where do you want to go with any of that? It's a lot. It's a lot, eh? it's a lot of material there. Bro. I know. So why don't we go with, uh, the Burnhams? That's where we started off in the cafeteria. <laughs> oh God. Yancey. <laughs> can't put it on your fruit bowl like stay away from the nacho cheese you you, oh man (laughs) like yeah it was a mess in that cafeteria wasn't it it was a free-for-all yeah 
unlimited food all day long. And then they made us work out like five hours a day. So we basically worked out at eight, right? I think that was the first and time slept. I ever worked out. Yeah. I'd never worked out before going there, I don't think. I hadn't. And then they started making us do squats. I thought I was going to shit myself. <laughs> it was like 135 pounds. My legs were shaking. It was awful. We had to piggyback guys up the football stadium stairs i'm 155 pounds yeah, yeah. and it didn't even they didn't even match us up with guys that like made sense sometimes yeah i'm pretty <laughs> sure i was carrying dana lattery up the bench there some of the workouts were fun weren't they it was a rude awakening for sure it really it's was i'd say we really didn't know what it took to be hockey players until we got there and then i would say that was quite extreme I would say that we were some of the last of hockey players that grew up like the not knowing Oilers, right? You yeah. just had a talent for the game and you played the game, but that was pretty much it. And yeah. then you see guys like like Vex come in with just a different mentality. And they change the game, don't they? It's crazy. There's no way that you could do what we did and play at that level anymore it's it's way oh, too insane you're right <laughs> you know you cannot do what we did um, and play at that level no yes, you could you could take that right into the running there with our our time two mile well daryl uh, that gets him. into being i guess some of the best college hockey party hosts right we i think our i think our u club was a place a lot of people will remember that went to Western Michigan, hung out with us, um, all the younger players. I think I think we did a great job. Uh, wasn't great for our physiques, but um, I think we, we, we really were great hosts, right? I'd say we threw some, yeah, some really good parties. There's definitely a handful that are probably burned into most people that we know's memories. Right. I'd also say we were like, especially the four of us, we we're just uniquely kind of chill and just actually wanting to have a good time. None of us were really like ever causing, we were peeing our pants maybe, but we were never <laughs> causing fights or doing anything. You know what I mean? You're right. Like, like, that, no, like it yeah. Very innocent. Yeah. No, we just enjoy having fun and enjoying life, right? There wasn't anybody that was, uh, uh, yeah, there's like angry drunks and there's a bunch of, but yeah, no, we were just, we'd be playing bean bags or beer darts or whatever in the summers and just having a good time, right? Yeah, we sure got in a lot of trouble for just having fun, you know? <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, we probably could have dieted better. Coaches at Western Michigan, if you're listening, we could have dieted better. We could have worked out harder. You're right. You're right. We could have been better, right? But the the workouts when we get to the rink were just so outrageous. We had to rebel, right? At, at a certain point, I mean, even with that time two-miler, I'm pretty sure I improved by seven minutes from the time I ran it, but I still didn't get it, you know? So it was still two, trouble. Two miles in 12 minutes, they... They, folks, 
The Western Michigan Bronco coaching staff only made five players have this contest. <laughs> it was the four of us and Jason Mall, who was in shape and worked hard. <laughs> and uh, they wanted, they, they, we worked hard too. We tried hard, right? You're not runners. <laughs> We're not runners. It, about how long your legs are and all that matters too, right? Like I've <laughs> never been a runner. No, I've got just with my job now, I'll run, right, to physically be able to run still. But even if I try my darn hardest, I can't come anywhere close to 12, <laughs> 12 minutes or two miles. I'm, I'm a skater, not a runner. Right. And I was a hockey player, too. I was a skater, right? Not yeah. a runner. Um, but no, that I ran so much that summer it, and I would try it and I would try it and I would try it and I would train and I would train and I couldn't even get close I wasn't even close man and I was in I felt like I was in shape and I was trying as hard as I could and I literally couldn't get close like not even close I mean stretch his legs are seven feet long and he couldn't even get it no like it was ah man anyways that was a tough summer that was a lot of running man that was hard on the body you're right um you're right okay other part of western michigan positive stuff here is um our parents really bonded um and realistically like the aunties and your parents and my parents like they like they're like family they still get together um they would come to our place for the parties after the games and it was like they were back in college too right oh it was that was looking at it now like i mean we're 38 and like i can't even imagine driving five hours and partying like rock stars until like 6 a.m and then going back and having to work on monday like it was amazing but yeah they still hang out they get to see each other more than any of us get to see each other but they still live closer to each other and that's what's weird about us being roommates is that we're all like an hour apart like a square of ontario (laughs) yeah yeah that's the tough part with hockey once you're done and you settle down like your friends are all over that's when you you hit the shed folks (laughs) there you go you got a great way to talk to everybody that's exactly why i started the sterile (laughs) there you go man yeah it's fun man it's great to see you again we spent pretty well every day together for a good uh what eight years or seven years and then you just you just don't see each other anymore. You both go your own ways and do your own things. And then all of a sudden you're in Michigan and I'm here and Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. And then you've got <laughs> kids and yeah, that's when things get real busy. Oh, a little bit. Um, yeah. That's why it's easier to just hit the shed, right? Instead of drive all the way to see you. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Other part of Get the roller back together. That would be fun to hit an arch tournament together, but I don't think the knee could handle it, man. Can't even skate with the kids. Um, <laughs> other thing we did was we used to run a PP together back at Western Michigan, the five on three. Hey, I was just thinking about that too, with both of our defensive prowess that we were on the point. We were the, the two defensemen. Yeah. Yeah, that was. 
That was very interesting. Just give and go, give and go. You take 10 one-timers, I mix one in just to fool them, you know? But And we <laughs> never passed awesome. it down low. We just passed it back yeah. and forth and then took Serious. one. Yeah. Just roller, roller, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that our parents coming to Western Michigan, that was really special. And their, their bond, that's pretty cool that they have that day. Oh, yeah, you can't trade that stuff. That's that's what it's all about in the small hockey world. It sure is. We're going to have to have the Yonceys on here soon, too. Um, yeah. Okay, so then your first two years, you didn't play that much, but you had shoulder issues, right? And then your last two years, you start putting up some points in college, right? Yeah, the first two were pretty rough coming in with, uh, like just like we talked about, but the working out was new, but – yeah, I think I got I got need the practice before the home opener. Rumble actually caught me right in the thigh. That was uh And that was back when those boys were battling for the fourth line jobs with you, right? Well that's why, yeah, because I mean that was the day before we were just practicing power play. I was essentially playing power play and then fourth line center. So that one, I tried to play it through it, but that was rough. Could if I'm you're five six, and in those days, those D would grab you in the back of the jersey and just bring you to a stop. <laughs> that was tough to battle through. But yeah, after that, couple shoulder injuries started out. Well, we started out in a little bit of hot water sophomore year, and then I kind of battled through that against Fair State when I hit, hit the guy through the glass and got out of the the doghouse played like 14 in a row and then popped my shoulder out and that was the end of that year had the surgery in the off season and then worked out kind of pretty solid that summer two a days but after that could throw up four plates and squat 10 times and and that's when I was in the good books <laughs> I remember when we all were we were lifting and working out like crazy. We were jacked, right? Yeah, it's just a, just a couple years ago, right? But yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> how once we finally figured out how to do it, you know, but without getting injured, trying to snatch like two hundred pounds when you've never done it before. Uh, nobody knew much about the weightlifting back then, but they were sure making us do the heaviest we could. <laughs> yeah. Straight football workouts. It was. It was. Oh man, my by the arms, my legs be shaking so much. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it was. You couldn't even walk to class on the first day of school. You'd have to. Remember, we'd go down backwards down the hill. Yeah, no, you you couldn't so walk downstairs. I remember, like literally, you'd get to the stairs and you'd have. I'd have to go sideways because I couldn't go forwards. It's a good impression walking into class the first day like oh, that. Yeah. Like you're riding a horse or you have to take a <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Do you got anything else to say about Western Michigan before we move on? No. Oh, real good years. Real good memories. I agree. So. Um, I remember when we first went there, the only thing I remember was that the first year you went home like right away when you could for the summer and then like after that you wanted to be there all the time like you didn't leave in the summers you were there you were you were committed yeah that first year I kind of got the green light because uh our teammate Chewy to Paul Shahura 
Toodaloo, whatever nickname you want to go with. He was coming in our sophomore year. So I got the green light to go back and show, mold, him, mold show, him. show him the ropes. Uh, and we always did show him the ropes, did we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Melhouse. Yeah, no, we got to have him on, but uh, <clears throat> he, he wants to wait a bit. He says he may come out, uh, he may be like Mario Lemieux and come out of retirement here at any time. So um, he doesn't want to come on until he makes those big decisions, but it'd be great to have him on too, right? <laughs> come on, Chew. Yeah. yeah. So um, after your senior year, I think you put up close to 20 points in college, but um what are the decisions when you're leaving college and you're like, I want to play hockey or not, or like, what are your decisions that you end up with the, the PD Cyclones and dominating that league? That was weird finishing college. I mean, you left right senior year. I left to go play for Syracuse and I know you guys were having a time because we had had a time for a week or so before I left. And then I left for a while and um came back and like you guys were all still there and then you guys stayed through the summer and i went back to train at home yeah because i i didn't take any offers after we finished just because i was in different major than you guys but exercise science i had some like a couple crazy classes that i wasn't gonna start all over and then for the following year it was actually I think it was it ended up being me and stretch and marv and we all signed with memphis so then it was me and stretch and another guy who was going to that camp from canada and we tried to get across the border but they didn't have any professional visas so it took we had to, they turned us around we went home we didn't they didn't get any more visas for like three days so we showed up to camp like three days late you know, had like a skate Thursday and then game started Friday. And yeah, you just got there. Yeah. So it was one of those, they pretty much had it picked. And then after that, cause we had like an agent or something. I was like, this worked well. And it's like, didn't really care. I was like, I honestly just want to play just play like for fun again, a little. Yeah. Like Western Michigan at the end, it really wasn't fun. Right. Like hockey wasn't fun for even like I was scoring a bunch, but like, it wasn't fun. Hockey wasn't fun. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, the last two years I had pretty good numbers, but that's, you know, just wasn't fun. The first two years were rough and were really fun. They were fun. Like the first year, the second year, they were fun. The last few years, it definitely was turning into a little bit not hockey right like it was more of something else but that's why really why i wanted to go play again just because i mean you wanted to turn hockey to fun again yeah right i mean i, I i'm still skating you know every week and then with the kids like it's a, a game you of skate fun. like you play yeah really yeah we got pretty there's a pretty solid like tier one league it's 18 up out here it's just men's league but I guess you look more in shape than me. That's probably why. Yeah, I don't have a, a shed to hide in over there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What? I, whatever. <laughs> I'm getting in shape out here, man. I've lost a ton of weight. Good. I feel much better now that I've talked about all this stuff. I feel great. 
Good. Yeah. Good. So anyways, where were we? You were, go- you were getting to PD and you wanted to play for fun. And uh, so what, ha- so you, you go to Memphis, it didn't work out. And then how do you end up going there? It was oh, wait, pretty- wait, hold on, hold on. Woolen chop. Bayfield Brewing <laughs> Company. <laughs> I need one too. Um, yeah. So I think it was honestly, it was either the agent or the coach the coach of Memphis was uh, Kevin McClellan. He was a fighter for the Oilers, like with Gretzky. So I think it was either through him or the agent. They're like, I'm through down here. I was like, you know what? I'm already down here. Are you getting further Across. away from the Wi-Fi, dude? What's that? You're getting further away from the Wi-Fi. You better get back upstairs. I am. I just had to get a beer. Did you grab one or two? Well, one, because I'll just walk back if I need another. But the Wi-Fi wasn't strong down there, Daryl. I'll run next time. Jeepers, you were an exercise si- You weren't an exercise science. <clears throat> or, or you were an exercise science, not project management. Project managers would have brought two up at least. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So you, you were... Uh, How'd you get there? It was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was coach from the Memphis team. It was like, I got a place for you, essentially, because I was there for two days and then they already had picked a team. So he's like, right. go down here. I was like, I was already down south. I was like, all right, let's, let's go for it. Showed up. It was pretty good. Actually, really slow, <laughs> really slow start. Came out pretty slow. It was weird. Where's PD? It's uh, South Carolina, Florence. It's like 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. I might already ask someone that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but ended up like tearing it up second half. I think I had like 33 goals or something, 50 games maybe, something like that. And then didn't you and me both sign in Pensacola? for that following year and then we went to some skate and like 97 guys that were out at this skate in chicago were like yeah i signed in signed in pensacola (laughs) so i was like i'm out um we actually yeah no i did sign in pensacola and um that was when i was going to chicago's ahl camp to go then to pensacola and on the way there was when I decided I stopped at Western Michigan. I was hanging out with the boys and I was skating with them, with the team on the way to the Chicago camp. And I decided to take the deal in Germany and leave. And thank goodness I did that. Um, Yeah, no, I was going to that same thing and I was going to Pensacola too. And I decided to head to the airport instead of Chicago. Yeah, that was (laughs) wise choice. Wise choice, Brenty. I would. I agree. Yeah, my dive. Yeah, I, all could have been very, very different there, eh? <laughs> well, sure could have. Um, so you end up in PD and you ripped it up, eh? Yeah. After that kind of slow start and being like, "Damn, am I really any good? Do I like hockey? Is this ever gonna pick up?" Yeah, that just kind of went on a tear. A few. 
few record or close to records anyways i don't even know but just shorties like i had seven or eight shorties the one season and just found that like goal scoring touch again that it's really hard for anyone to maintain through college but it was it was just fun again you know and then kept playing through that organization they actually moved from south carolina to north carolina that following year and then that's when it became like winston uh winston salem okay so it's a nice area though eh? oh yeah beautiful areas i mean to play for sure free golf no snow Jeez. you get you know those days you just go eat like a four course meal at olive garden after practice and then take a nap Alfredo bowls and breadsticks and uh, <laughs> all you can eat soup and salad or what? Glorious. <laughs> little, yeah, one of the best, best minor pro meals in the world, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, the first year you're all rookie team, you're little. Everybody knows you're little. But you get like a point a game, you're all rookie team. The next year you do even better. And like you said, you're breaking some records for shorties and everything, but you still get no call-ups. Like nobody in any league is like looking at you or like talking to you and being like, or what? How? There was a couple of random things like, Hey, they want you to drive over here to play for tonight. Like they don't have, you know, like, so more like one game type things or, just an injury cover for like a weekend yeah yeah for those for that for those first two years anyways and then it was um after was it after that year after that year then brooksy took the job i think in right in the with rio grand valley in the central yep and i was back at western for some reason i was training i think or doing something internship or something but then he was watching a skate and then he asked, he's like, you know, come, why don't you come down to Texas? You know, he saw those two years and he's like, come on down. I was like, all right, seems cool. Right. Like Brooksy was the uh, assistant coach for us at Western. Right. So it, it seemed like it made sense. So I went down there, actually started out really hot down there, played a lot, you know, first game, a couple goals was probably pointing, over a point a game for like half the season. I think my centerman or no, one of my wingers, he was, you know, a veteran guy, like high point guy. He got a concussion, concussion pretty bad midway through the season. And then he was out. And then I just, Brooks, he stopped playing me for some reason. I was getting healthy after that. So it was, it was kind of unique, but so I definitely had some good, good times up there. And then nearing the end, I was like, you know, I'm just going back to North Carolina. I didn't, wasn't playing to get, it was starting to feel like college again. So I was like, right. Yeah. And when you're playing in those leagues, it's, it's meant to, you better be having fun or what's the point, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we had a lot. I mean, it was, you know, that was Bice that came down there and Ansel and a couple came down guys. to Rio Grande. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I remember Brooks, he called me the one time, and this was when I was in Germany, and he tried to get me to head there, and I was like, no, like, I've already signed, I'm heading to Germany, and yeah, no, like, it's interesting in pro hockey, right? Like, it comes up on this 
all the time when you start talking to people is like the coaches that know you like it. It's like, you think about if you're going to start a team, you want guys, you know, you want guys, you know what you're going to get out of them. You don't want to go to some random guy and he's, right. he shows up and he's some just douche, right? <laughs> Something. Yeah. Completely different than what you're looking for. But I guess you, that's why people got to do the research and ask around. Right. And by the <laughs> way, that was big for the pod this week, Daryl. I had my first coach write to me and say, hey, I see you know this guy from the pod. Can I get a hold of him? And I was like, absolutely, you can. And I sent the contact info. So, folks, I'm pretty much an agent now. <laughs> That's, yeah, get your get your agency going on. I pretty right. much am an agent now. I, I do it pro bono just like on here, though. Everything's pro bono right now until we start getting paid someday, Daryl. <laughs> there you go. Keep plugging away. You just brick by brick, right, Daryl? So Absolutely. you're in Grand Valley, and you tell me that uh, that's how it goes, because eh? I see 29 points in 45 games. That's pretty good. But what's that town like? What's it like? Live? Where are you? Like what? You go from North Carolina. Where's Rio Grand Valley? Rio Grande Valley is very, very southwest Texas. Like, you could see the Mexican flag from the arena, which the arena was probably one of the best arenas I played in ever. Like, it was a really nice place. It was, overall, it was a pretty cool city. It wasn't what I expected. But then a couple times, because there's a couple of the guys that won national championship with State were playing with us, some other guys we played with. And we like would try to go across to Mexico, like after practice or something. So the one day we're like, try to drive over. There's probably like 10 of us. So we feel semi-safe. It's daytime. But the guy's like, no, you can't drive. You got to walk. So you, like, we had to walk across the border. And we we're just going to go Why? get dinner. Because you can't drive, at least there. Because we're that's like Laredo and like pretty sketchy stuff over there. But. If they said if you drove, your car would be taken, essentially. Okay. So okay. We'd walk over just to go get it. And, you know, like, you see, like, all the guys with their guns just everywhere, like, driving by in trucks. And, like, we're trying to take a picture of it. And they just, like, point the gun at you and, like, shake their finger. And it's like, all right, boys, let's let's get a margarita right here and turn around and get home. But, Makes no, sense. It, was a, it was a fun city, though, for sure. Sounds interesting. Sounds like a life experience. There's a lot of life experiences down there, Brent. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess the Southern Pro. You were in the Southern states for quite a while. So, um, after that year, then you were ripping it up at the start with Twin City, and uh, which is the Cyclone organization. Then you go up with Brooksy. The next year, you don't go back to the Cyclones. You go to the Louisiana Ice Gators. It says. Yeah. So. It was probably what maybe like 10 games left in that season that I was in Rio when I left and I went back to Twin City, finished up like 10 regular season, maybe 15 10 points in 10 games, Daryl. Yeah, I came back hungry to the old city, you know, dominated today. Eh? Yeah, and then quick run, a, muck, run a muck in that place. All right, yeah, I love, I love playing there. No, but I did, you know, finish that. And then 
what happened there was uh, Twin City folded. So they were done as a uh, team. And that's they, the team you, that you, you felt at home with too, eh? They were definitely they, – they were a good organization. Not the best, but good. I just like – I like good people. I didn't need the fancy stuff. I just needed – I just wanted good people essentially. But, yeah, so once they folded, it was expansion draft. <laughs> and that's where Louisiana came in. And that was – have you seen that documentary on Netflix? About the trashers? Yeah. Like yeah. Louisiana was like on the border of being that documentary. It was like this half the guys that were in that video were coming on our team in Louisiana. Now Lafayette, Louisiana is probably one of the best cities I played in as far as bars and it was cool. I've heard of that, yeah. It was a good time. How long were you there? That was just one season, too. And then we were in that kind of thing where they were paying a lot of guys more than what they were saying. And then it trying to, like, just fight out the league, and it was changed at this point. So we just would lose every game because we were just <laughs> trying to fight everybody. But then it was – at the end of that year they're like listen we can't keep paying everybody all this and he's like we got to do some stuff we had like a bunch of veterans a bunch of guys who'd been around and then he's like so the new coach was like what's your deal i was like well he's like he, i was like you could trade me to georgia we're stretches because like, i've been trying to, trying to get on stretch's team pretty much the whole five years which was good because i would always light his team up every time we played him so his coach it liked him isn't it but, crazy that, like, in pro, you could want to play with your buddy the whole time? It just doesn't work. Yeah. And then I finally get there after being at finishing up in Louisiana. I was actually like, I did something to my hip. So it was 30 days, 30 days on the IR. That was when New Orleans won the Super Bowl and during Mardi Gras. So where were you? You were there. That was in Louisiana. At the end of my Louisiana career, right before I got traded to Stretch's team. So I came off of 30 days of Super Bowl partying and <laughs> like Mardi, Mardi Gras stuff. And then I got traded to Stretch's team. We had a little playoff run and then Stretch retired after that. I was like, seriously, man, all that? Playoff run. It said you played like four games. I looked at this. Or a playoff series, whatever it was. We were supposed to go on a playoff run. You were supposed to. It didn't work out, eh? No. And then Stretch just straights up retires after you finally get on his team. Yeah, he retires after that. What a punk. <laughs> he was. He had some stuff. Should have grinded it out another year, eh? So you then you stayed for the another year in Columbus, though, without Stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, because I played up that year, so made some buddies. It was good. At that point, Holly was coming with me, too, so. That was that was a good place to play as well. They had good owners, you know, friendly people, all good stuff. That's really all I was looking for. Just kind of, I just didn't want to be, even though the stat sheet shows I moved around a lot. I, I wasn't getting like traded from team to team, like without knowing what was going on, you know. No, and it, it like it looks like you were playing for the teams like you kind of wanted to, so. You know I love food, Daryl. You've been around me a lot. You lived I in Louis. You lived in Louisiana. You lived in 
North Carolina, South Carolina. What what are the best meals we're looking at here? Where are they? What what were you eating that was the best? Thresher, Belgian whip beer. Great food at Bayfield Brewing Company too. That's a, that is a question that you would ask, Brenty. A food question. I don't even know to be honest. Shut I think your every... filthy mouth. You don't know what your best meal is or meals you've had around there. Every... Wait, give me a weird one. And were you in Louisiana? Were you eating alligator or anything? No, I wasn't. I'm not really that kind of guy that eats that weird crap. I honestly never ate anything weird. It always ended up being like that little mom and pop restaurant though that would be the best in any city you know that, almost like the little hole in the wall bar but no you're right about that not the franchises yeah. the one thing was food wise is in louisiana like everybody right they all make like their own gumbo and all that fancy stuff and everybody thinks theirs is the best so you basically get force-fed like gumbo by everybody everywhere you go so I don't eat much gumbo anymore, but, and then grits. I don't know how much gumbo I've ever had. And what is grits? I've heard about grits a lot. What is that? There's all different ways to do it, but it's kind of like, like an oatmeal-y type of rice sort of thingy. If you have weird textures, but they have like sweet ones or they have like, you know, salty, like it's all, I don't know. Grits. Give Give it a go. You still have not answered my question. What is it? Like, you eat it with what? You eat it with the meat and it's like the starch on the side? Would it? No, it's kind of like a, a soupy, ricey thing. So you can have it like grits, like breakfasty, right? I don't know. You're going to have to look it up. I didn't eat a whole lot of them. So, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever had it. I don't know if I've ever really had gumbo. I. Might need to head down there someday to try some food down there because I don't think I've ever tried any of it. Yeah, really. you'd like it. You know I like food, Daryl. You've been around I me enough to do. know that. <laughs> I know, but when I lived with you, you weren't you weren't cooking like you do now, apparently. Well, I didn't you I didn't know how to love it, right? I didn't I knew I'd love food, I didn't know how to love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was doing it in excess back then, Daryl. Hamburger Helper. <laughs> Hamburger Helper was, yeah, well, Reed Yancey maybe taught me the wrong things, right? Like, he taught me about Hamburger Helper, and he taught me about all those things, and they weren't good for me. Maybe we if thought. Jeff Lavecchio was my roommate, things would have been totally different. And you know what? We probably never would have had any of those fun parties, though, either. Though. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure, yeah. We thought that hamburger helper was a good like we thought we were being healthy. If Nutritious. That's yeah, we like, actually thought we were being good. Like sometimes I thought like like I was eating like the right things, right? Like I went to Pita Pit and I get like the double meat gyro with tzatziki <laughs> and think, well, that's meat and you know, right? like yeah. that's okay. Tzatziki, it's got to be good for you, right? It's got cucumbers in it. Did you know that, Daryl? Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to catch stretch sneaking around the McDonald's and he'd be buying the two, the two for $2 Big Macs on the Thursdays before games. He'd be over by my building by the rack and he'd be like, stretch, what are you doing? It's like, shut up. Don't tell anyone. Just had to come over here and get a couple Big Macs. 
Oh yeah, there's bad eating habits. We didn't know what we were doing though, but uh, I was I was trying. I actually didn't know what to do, right? Like I I didn't we didn't know about all that stuff back then. Yeah, there wasn't much education on like what you should do to take care of your body, <laughs> like sleep or diet or even how to run. Like we didn't get any of that. It was pretty much <laughs> go figure it out. Yeah. No. It was it was fun though. It sure was. Um, so you I didn't play trade. a. Hey, so we didn't finish your career though. So you did, uh, um, play another full season with the Cottonmouths, and then it looks like you signed another year and only played two games. What happens there? That was yeah. So that was the year after we got married. Mm. So we went went back when you we, got fake married. Yeah, when you guys when when you we cro- when you guys cross the border and then they said you're not allowed to just come across the border and say you're getting married you have to have paperwork and then we all went to your wedding and did everything but you guys didn't actually like sign the paperwork right oh yeah yeah we went back to Canada to my parents to for like Canada Day I think and then our wedding was July 15th so then we like were going back to the states and they're like what are you coming across for and she was like you know just jokingly being happy but she's like we're going to get married and then they're like can i see your fiance's visa and we're like huh (laughs) what's the fiance visa i never heard of and you guys all got married before me i was like i never heard them talk about a fiance visa I just never said anything i just crossed the border i never said i was going to get married i guess or they didn't ask (laughs) Yeah, that was it. But yeah, that that sent us for a bit of a loop for a while there. That was fun. Need to get the lawyers going after that, but it all worked out. Yeah, definitely. So then you, whoa, that was loud. So then you went back for two games, and what happened in the two games? Uh, no, it was yeah. So Holly was pregnant with Mason at that yeah. time, and then yeah, I played. Two, it was two games. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe it was one, but yeah, I played. We, I was, uh, what do you call it? A veteran. You could only have two or three vets at the time. And then with what we had going, he was, I can't remember if he was going to trade. I think he was asking me if I wanted to go somewhere else. He was like, we can't have, we have too many vets or something. And he's like, you're odd man out. I was like, all right, at this point, it's like baby on the way. So it was kind of like good timing because I had to figure out what the heck to do with life after after I grew up. But it all worked out in the end for sure. But it was one of those years too where I was – it was different because I'd married and then we had Mason. So it was like one of the years where you were just kind of looking forward to playing hockey and not right as much of all the other stuff. So that was a little bit tough, but at the end of the day, it all worked out timing wise. Well, yeah, it's uh, especially with those minor pro teams too, though. And they see a wife and a a pregnant wife or they're going to think, geez, that costs money too. Right. They want single. Oh yeah. We had our, yeah, we had our own thing going, right. Like they were paying for our own place and had to get, you know, the king size bed. So the maintenance, but it was, it was time to be done. And, and it was one of those where easily could have kept playing, but I wasn't, 
ready to start bouncing around after that. We got to have the fun and get the dreams for five years, but and you got to enjoy hockey, right? You got to you got to enjoy hockey again because I know it was tough, like for you and Stretch and Yance, like and even myself for some parts of college. Like there were parts where it when we first went there, we loved it. We loved hockey. We loved everything about it. And then by the end, it wasn't like that, right? Yeah, I think for sure it was. I mean, we like probably more what hockey gave us at the school, right? But kind of like we we came with built in with a bunch of friends, which made going to college easy. And it was for us, you know, small town Canadian boys. It was just something like you you think you were living in a movie, essentially for us, right? Like it was the had, best time ever. It was we had no cell phones our freshman year, like. Just a dorm room phone. Could you imagine like anyone trying to live a year without a cell phone right now? Like, but that was probably one of the reasons why that was the best year too, you know? So, and we had so much fun and we learned so much and we got out there and we did stuff and yeah, it's tough when you see everybody on phones now, right? Cause they're, it's, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's changing. It's, it's not going anywhere, but that's what I think about the most is even, I mean, the athletes, the college athletes, the professionals, whatever, but they live under a microscope. Like, I don't even know if that would be enjoyable. Not, no, no, like, you're right. And it doesn't seem like it really would be enjoyable. Like, it would be hard to have privacy, right? (laughs) Like, But you couldn't do, like, I mean, yeah, we did some silly things, but usually silly, right? Like, they're just fun. We were never causing any harm to anybody. We were all just having fun. Just having fun. But if that type of stuff was getting thrown around on social media, like we would be, we would be, we would be, would be, it couldn't happen. So they're, they're definitely under a microscope that I'm pretty grateful that even though some of the, the hockey days at Western were rough, like that's not even what you remember at this point you know so no you're right we had we had had the time of our lives my goodness there's weird sounds going on in my headset there you talk like the same thing three times in a row but anyways um then i could hear myself talking i this could be on the podcast folks we don't know we'll find out soon (laughs) um so I guess that's pretty much how you know when to shut it down. And uh, I mean, it's interesting for me, like having you on here is like when I was done hockey, I was almost like pissed off at it, like where I was at in life and like how I thought I was getting to a certain place and I didn't quite get there. And then I got two kids, a wife that can't work in Canada. And I'm like, holy shit like i'm in one here and you know it's hard it was hard to like and then you come home and it's been your whole life it's been your identity and it's just over and you're like like what do i do now um it's pretty cool that like i can come out to my shed and like guys like you i don't get to see anymore that it's like eight nine years ago or whatever that we were i'd like it no it would have it'd be it would be what 
Don't come, don't save a year. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like since we were spending a lot of time together, like every day, like we spent, we grew up together, we did everything together, and then you just don't see each other anymore. And now to think I can just come out to my shed and see you, I'm really happy I thought of this idea. It's definitely a great idea, but I think it was 2006 because after you left, we never really, other than our get togethers, other than the random get together where we see each other, we all get there at a certain time and then we do what we, we miss about <laughs> seeing each other and everybody falls right into the same. It's all the same, right? You see Yahtzee, you see stretch and everybody's still the same. And it's just, it's so fun to finally see each other. It's literally a hot tub time machine. Like it doesn't matter how mature you are in life or how much you got your, your shit together you end up acting like it's freshman year but i mean that's why it's fun right go back in time and that's why this has been so fun for me dude and i literally i know i'm like obsessed and it's crazy but like thank you to lee for making these posters that are now behind me and we don't have like the superimposed locker room anymore folks this is the first episode where i'm in the shed and we got the posters, we got the gold helmet, I don't know which way to look, and we got some Bayfield Brewing Company beers back there that you can't really tell what it is because it's too far away. But yeah, thank you, Daryl, for coming on. You got anything else before we wrap this up? I don't think so, Brent. I appreciate you having me on. I like what you're doing. It's a good uh, good idea. No, I. it's been the most fun I've I'm having so much fun, man. And like, I can still do all the other stuff I'm supposed to do. Right. Like I went out, coached the practice. I worked all day and then like, this will be out momentarily. And then you carry on the next day. Right. Like it's anyways, don't tell everybody or else other people start doing them. But It's all good. <laughs> no, I won't buddy. You, you got it. Um, I couldn't do this. No, but I'm proud of you, man. You're a doctor now. Never would have guessed what we're living in the U club that one of my roommates was going to be a doctor. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm even though I was a pain in the ass and tough days, but it was worth it. Cause now, I mean, especially with like Lavecchio and what he's doing, you know, in St. Louis. And then we got, you know, the Galavans like, and Brian runs, you know, training for the USA development. So it's just funny. Like, I'm treating like even, you know, like prep school, like girl hockey players who are in Michigan for the weekend because, you know, they like hurt their back or whatever. So it's that small hockey world type stuff. I get to stay involved in the game, kind of help, help get people back, which, you know, I was it's hurting important to kids, day, right? So. Yeah. And the, with the way that these kids overtrain and, you know, they're just one sport year round. It's, there's so many injuries that kind of come from that just over you. So it's, it's fun being able to help manage that. And then also doing like some concussion management stuff too. So learned quite a bit about that stuff, which, you know, has changed a lot since, since our days for sure. But that was one thing we never knew anything about as well as weightlifting was the concussions. Cause yeah, man, there, I, I don't really remember guys, in college like playing through them or anything i don't recall that but i remember 
like just as a player, not knowing to say anything or like you would just think you could fight through it, right? Like you would, you wouldn't even be able to see the other side of the arena, but you'd be like, yeah, this is fine. I'll be fine tomorrow, right? Oh, it was, it was almost like a, a heroic type uh, thing, right? To get like Paul Correa, right? Like get knocked out cold and come back and score like a huge goal in the Stanley Cup. How does that's he ever score that goal? That's crazy that he did that. Everyone looks at him as a, as a hero, right? And like he doesn't even remember that play happening. So there's like just crazy things. Like it was, it was as a hockey player, it was always just kind of be tough, right? Like tough through it. When that's one that you probably shouldn't try to tough out. But yeah, it's 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 good to see the way the game's changing. The training is more appropriate for the sport, at least, right? Like that, everyone's just, they're smarter with their training for sure. They just skate probably too much, right? They skate, or like maybe like you should play other sports too to like just be athletic, right? <laughs> right, like there's so much you know, so much you get just by doing any other sport. Obviously, I, I, I just couldn't. I've heard about the minor hockey, and people are were we're always talking about it, and like how you have to do this, or you have to do that, or you're not going to make this, or you're not going to do that. And now I'm at that point, and like I'm hearing about it, and I'm like, like kids need to have fun with their friends. They need to get to know their friends. I like I don't know Michigan. It's different hockey landscape, but like here in Ontario, I told Colby, I'm like, you need to play with the kids from your hometown at least a season or two so that you know them, so that they're your buddies, that you guys know each other. Like if you don't ever play a season in Concordan with your buddies and they don't become your hockey buddies, like you'll always be that kid that was gone playing triple A, right? Yeah, that's like the biggest thing around here is like everyone wants them to be on the best team and be training with the best person, right? And it's like at that, especially at these younger ages, that, that stuff doesn't matter. Like if your kid likes the game, they're going to like practice the game, right? Like I was never told to practice. Like I just went in the basement and practiced going backhand cheese a thousand times for fun. Nobody, nobody drove me anywhere to practice. I just went out on my driveway and practiced because I wanted to. Yeah. And so that's, we're trying, like the people who end up with real skill and talent are people who truly want to do what they're doing. Right. So you can't make a kid do that. You got to just make sure they're having fun get them exposed, let them play with their buddies, right? Like no one's and making see if that's their passion. Like, yeah. Like just let them, let them grow a bond with the sport. Not just like we turn it into Western Michigan for those kids at like seven and eight years old, where it's like a drill. Like they don't, they don't even like the game anymore. And they're only that old, you know? Yeah. I totally agree. And like, it should all be about having fun. It should be about that. And the kids that want to get great at it will get great at it. And it doesn't have to be at eight or nine years old. <laughs> it sure does. And I mean, how, how many guys do you know that didn't even figure it out until junior or later? I mean, 
Oh yeah, right? you know, there's tons. And then like you look at your your Bantam AAA team, right? And like all these parents are worried about Minor Adam. And I'm not saying you're wrong, folks. I'm not saying you're wrong. Just my opinion is that your major Bantam AAA team, the kids that were ranked first, second round in the OHL, were not the best kids when you're 20, right? Oh, for sure. Or you get that kid who's like fully grown and Bantam, like with a beard, and they just dominate and then they don't and grow another hairy armpits and, and balls and just yeah. dominates. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just crushing little. And he is. Yeah. And there's the same size now. Yeah. And they just never got any better from that day forward. It's like, yeah. So it's, it's fun. I'm trying to keep it fun over here, but. Well, good. I'm trying to keep it fun over here. You keep on being you too then. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, no, I just had my practice. I tried to keep it fun here at Kikard, and uh, I think that's what kids should be doing. Hockey should be fun, right? Absolutely. Um, well, man, thank you for coming on and making the time for me. Um, I know you should have been like the first episode, um, but I, you know, had to, we, I was waiting for the shed. It we just don't. Contract. We're not keeping in touch enough. I know that though. Yeah, I know. I'm not a I'm not a very big phone guy, but we gotta get. No, and uh, I wanted video. to not be a phone guy, and then I started this crap, and now I have to look at my f- phone to do stuff to get this out there. And it's like I was trying to get off my phone. That's what I was trying to do, and then I came up with this shit, and now I'm back on my phone. <laughs> at least it's purposeful, right? It and it's yeah, purposeful. no, you're right because before I. Now I think I was like, what did I look on here about before? Because now it is purposeful. I, you're right. Yeah, it's great. Keep it up. We just got to book the next uh, reunion. It's, we're going right. to have to probably try to book it for two years out when the borders open. But Yeah, no, it's been quite the time, eh? Um, yeah, well, hopefully Tim and Nancy can see everybody soon. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, this whole yeah. thing sucks for everybody. Yeah, Nance has flown down twice, but I haven't seen Tim or Boo, and geez, it's going to be two years soon. Really? It's insane. That is insane, man, because you guys are like best buddies. Rumples. Yeah, well, um, no, I think it's in, like, I couldn't be happier to have you on. I'm only going to say this once because it's a podcast, but like, you shaped my life. You shaped who I am that I'm, you know. I think we did that for each other with stretch and yawns and like we were all just good people and like good teammates. We, we didn't know about dieting, but like, if we would have, we would have done it. We would have done anything to help Western Michigan win. And we we did our best and we tried to have everybody feel like part of the team. And uh, yeah, man, with the roller hockey, the ice hockey, it's interesting how much our paths crossed and, um, yeah, man. I don't know what else to say. I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> that was pretty good, Brent. It was almost like you rehearsed it. It was good. No, it was. It, it's been almost, yeah, it's like hard to believe that we've done all that stuff and now we just don't been, see each other. Yeah, 12 years, even though it never feels like 
it's been that long, right? Whenever we get together, it'd be hard to actually come up with a combination of four roommates that could actually just be that laid back. And I don't think it happens. I really don't think it happens at college hockey ever again, that there's four guys from an hour away from each other in Ontario that are all just kind of the same guys, like kind of laid back, but like, willing to do just anything for the team and ha- yeah have a good time and yeah Why happy? like it was it right the way we, we grew up with the game yeah we did our best yeah we had fun doing her <laughs> and that has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with darlinius and wally Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm a gold band. I'm not